0: You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, Tuesday edition, Monday Night Football in the books, a big win for the San Francisco 49ers over the Los Angeles Rams. We're going to have to look at that NFC playoff picture now, Matt. It's almost time to do an NFC power rankings like we did with the AFC and uh, things at least in that middle range for those last couple playoff spots. Going to be very interesting down the stretch now and maybe a new candidate for those spots in the San Francisco 49ers and then the rest of the later Sunday games and Sunday night football from week. 10 at BD Peacock at williamson nfl is where you can find us get some questions in for tomorrow's wednesday episode uh we were going to talk about the rookie quarterbacks as well right matt there's a number of things we can get into this week it's going to be a lot of fun and just uh, another kind of bizarre week in the nfl i want to start with this stat actually so after that monday night football game the rams Anyway, I can't find this stat anymore, Matt, but uh, in ESPN Stats and Info might have deleted it. Maybe it was wrong, but it was something like the Rams became the fifth team that had a winning record this week that lost by over 24 points. Wow. Kind of adds up, though. I I mean, there's a lot of those good teams that that lost big. The last couple weeks, there's been some funky games. There was Bills and Jaguars from the week before um, and and some crazy blowouts. And, and look, everyone's talking right now about how this is a week-to-week league in the NFL. And, yeah, this is – no game is safe. You think you know the NFL and just wait a week. Guess what? You don't know the NFL all that well.
0: No, I I didn't see last night's game coming. I mean – there were quite a few this the past two weeks. I would say week nine even more than week ten. I mean Buffalo lost big things yeah. like that. I mean I think I said this yesterday that all last week on local radio here I got asked a hundred times: Is there any way the Steelers can lose this game? Yeah, <laughs> you know they're not that good, and you know I mean and they end up tying. You know I mean it's just a, another example. There's so many of them. I think the league wants parity. But part of it's a little frustrating, too. Like, I kind of want to know who's good and who isn't.
1: Yeah, who's good and who isn't. I have no idea. And look, and we talked about this line with the 49ers. The betters know something because the at four points even, is like, oh, man, I don't know. The the way the 49ers have played and the, the way the Rams have played this season and getting reinforcements on the Rams, it just felt like, you know, maybe even four points is not enough. The the line actually went the other way and went down to three and a half. and a half. And. They knew something, you know, maybe it was the home game. Maybe it was the way Stafford and the Rams were playing. Stafford was bad in this football game. He threw two interceptions in the first quarter, and we've got to start there because that was the the biggest thing, the first quarter of this game. Set the tone for the entire game. As good as the 49ers looked in this game and played some bully ball, it's so much easier. We talked about this yesterday, in fact, right? Getting that two-score lead early. The other team's quarterback throws it to you on an arm punt in the first quarter, an 18-play drive, the longest drive of the season by time. It was 11 minutes, just beating Washington from Sunday, who had a 19-play drive. So it was one play wow. longer, actually, the Washington drive that ended in a an Antonio Gibson touchdown late in that game against the Bucks. But it wasn't as long long. It was 10.5 minutes compared to the 49ers' 11-minute, 93-yard drive. So it wasn't as long as yards or time as the 49ers drive in the first quarter. Then it falls up by a pick six. I mean, it's a lot easier to run the ball 44 times when that's the script that happens for you when you're the 49ers in the first quarter. And Matthew Stafford could have come out of this game with two or three more picks. They could have been four or five interceptions because there's balls bouncing off 49ers defenders' hands all night long. This was a bad performance by Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Uh, Von Miller the most telling thing I saw all night Von Miller in the first half at the end of the half just before halftime he was on the sideline sucking oxygen Odell Beckham sort of freelances on a route that leads to maybe that first interception so the the reinforcements didn't help the Rams at all this season in Stafford and Von Miller who got pancaked another time by George Kittle in the run game and Odell Beckham, like, those were the guys that you're like, okay, this is why the Rams are going to be so good. And They did not help the Rams at all in this football game.
0: Without a doubt, and they probably will. I mean, I'm sure, especially Odell, asking them right off the bat. And both those guys were fighting injuries with their previous team. So yes. maybe we should not have had expectations, you know, if it had been, Bob Jones or Fred Smith, you know, we wouldn't have cared, but mm-hmm. they're such big name guys. We want to see greatness out of them. Didn't um, a lot of things there. I want to reiterate. I mean, the, the early game script went perfectly with how the Niners wanted to play this game. I mean, there's a lot of teams in this league. The Ravens over the are really come to mind of boy, when they get a lead, forget about it, you know, cause they're just going to stick with that run game. And I think the Niners qualify as well. Um, second straight game though that Stafford's been shaky. I mean, that's a kind way of saying it, in my opinion. Maybe Odell was to blame for the first one, so be it. I mean, but you put him out there and him not knowing what to do. I mean, what do you expect? Um, Jimmy didn't have to do a whole heck of a lot. The Niners possessed the ball for about double what the Rams did. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought this two weeks ago with the Rams, and I'm starting to Explore it, and I don't like the word soft because none of these guys are soft. Yeah, but by NFL standards, I think the Rams might be a little too finesse, maybe not tough enough because the Niners brought a very tough brand of football on both sides of the ball and were way more physical.
1: Yeah, you can because usually it's the Rams that are the aggressor and putting up 30 plus points for the first eight weeks of the season, and when they're when they don't have that advantage, they're not the scary. Figure in a dark alley anymore, you know, and then you can yeah. you can impose your will on them, and that's what we saw. And this, you're right. It's the second week in a row. Matthew Stafford almost a, a carbon copy. Sean McVeigh had been on the sideline, and he was mad, and he was yelling into his play sheet. He had to be wondering what the heck was going on. It's the second straight week the the Rams have given their opponent a 14 point lead.
0: Yeah, right, right. And you would think they would be able to come back from that better than most teams. I mean, Stafford throwing the cup, and all these guys. I mean. But I'm a little concerned about their mental and physical toughness to overcome hardships right now. I mean, they might be getting a little soft in the L.A. Sun.
1: <laughs> this game featured the two leading receivers in the NFL this season. Cooper Cup, who had another 122 yards on his 11 receptions in this game. Van Jefferson did get... The next most targets after the the Woods injury, as we expected, kind of didn't expect to see Odell Beckham out there that much. He was he was targeted three times at a couple of catches, including the first catch of the game. Uh, but Van Jefferson only caught three of those passes, so um, maybe Odell is going to really it's going to be Odell and Cup more so than Van Jefferson eventually. Uh, as the 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 one and two for this team, but Cooper Cup extended his lead actually over Debo, and I was actually surprised looking at the box score after the game. I thought Debo might have gone even bigger than he did, but he only had five catches on five targets for ninety seven yards and a touchdown. But he had also the rushing touchdown and those five carries and Kyle Shanahan putting him in the backfield and just wanting to get the hand get the ball in the hands of his best player on offense right now, which is Debo Samuel. So a rushing touchdown, a receiving touchdown. He did have uh, ended up with 125, 130 all-purpose yards but um yeah Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel they're atop the NFL in receiving yards and only one guy ahead of those two players in total combined yards from scrimmage and that is Jonathan Taylor so it's Taylor Cup and Debo are the top three in the NFL right now in yardage
0: Not surprising and Debo is extremely impressive to watch and you're right. I mean, I would have guessed he had more total yards than what you said, but those five carries were big, including a touchdown run. Uh, It's interesting because Ryan McDowell and I host locked on dynasty where we talk dynasty football, you know, where you keep your guys forever. And today's show we recorded it last night is going to be our top 10 dynasty receivers right now. And, Cup is pretty high up on the list. He was like six or seven for us. But we came up with nine names we agreed on, and we couldn't quite come up with number 10. Debo was right there in the end for us with Godwin, McLaurin, DJ Moore, Devontae Smith was kicked around. And I think in the end, we settled on, I want Debo for the rest of his career over all those guys.
1: The one thing I'd be worried about with Debo is his injury history, and they're not massive yeah, yeah. injuries, but he he seems to get nicked up every year. And it, dating back into college and, you know, some lower body injuries, and he puts so much stress on his lower half. And there was one run in that game where finally, I think maybe it was his last run, and I think Kyle Shanahan probably thought the same thing I did, seeing him run into a brick wall and the Rams' defense was actually ready for it this time. And was like, uh, okay, you got to lead, Let, let's not... Let's not hand the ball off as a running back to Debo anymore. Let's, let's save him for the rest of this season. and uh, just. To, it, it, but it, it is awesome to see what he's doing. He's such a different receiver. And uh, I think he's got 256 yards now receiving after contact. I mean, he's the best yak receiver in the league. That's clear. But he's got more receiving yards after contact than I think 20-something teams in the league their receivers do. Wow, so it's it's pretty crazy what he's but doing and how that. unique of a player he is.
0: Well, wow. yeah, he really is, and you want him on your team. He's so physical and aggressive. The injuries, I'm probably are going to continue, but boy, they use him properly. And I wanted to throw out there too: Kittle looks like Kittle again, and Ayuk yeah. is a, a quality player. Just not enough balls really to go around.
1: Yeah, he's he's a good player that hasn't even got going yet. So. Yeah. A lot of good things to take away from this 49ers game. The question now, and here, I think we need to look at that NFC playoff picture. A couple games and a couple teams that are right in that mix that we haven't talked about yet is Panthers, Vikings, and those wins this weekend. So those are the 7, 8, 9 seeds in the NFL. We'll get to those. We'll look at this NFC playoff picture a little bit here and cover some of the rest of the games we have not, including that team in Kansas City. Some inevitability, maybe, that they were going to come around and, and be a juggernaut again in the 2021 season coming up.
0: Folks, in life, we're all bound for different things. With Beachbound.com vacations, you could be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation, or you may you just want to be bound for encountering the unexpected. Personally, man, when, when I'm at a beach or a beach resort, I'm bound to end up at the poolside bar drinking my hand maybe creating my own taco flight or having a good meal Uh, as long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand I'll be happy as can be but with beachbound.com you can find the perfect beach vacation for you no matter what you are looking for so what are you bound for visit beachbound.com today
1: Okay, Matt. 49ers at 4 and 5 now on the season. They are tied record-wise with the Atlanta Falcons and the Minnesota Vikings at 4 and 5. Those are the 8, 9, 10 seeds currently in the NFC. I think most of the teams below them, the Philadelphia Eagles at 4 and 6, and then you got Washington New York, Seattle, three wins. The Bears with three wins. Then the O eight and one Detroit Lions. Those three win teams could. There are only one back in the win column could get into this thing as well. So fifteen of sixteen teams, you know, have a chance. And and if you ask those teams and those coaches and those front offices if they have a chance, they all probably believe they're in it. But um, I think it's it's fewer than than that number. The Carolina Panthers. They looked, speaking of the 49ers looking different and kind of not seeing it coming, what team are they this year? It was a huge win for the 49ers, a statement win against a good team, the first good team they've beaten. The Panthers, after a hot start this year, we weren't sure about them anymore. And all of a sudden, you start to think that maybe Sam Darnold was the problem because they came out and did the same thing the 49ers did as just dominate a good football team, the team with the best record in the NFL coming into the week, the eight and now eight and two Cardinals, the five and five Panthers, at five hundred in the driver's seat for that seventh spot in the NFC Wild Card, thirty four to ten victory there, and again another game where they just jumped out to an early lead and dominated start to finish.
0: Without question, and I'm excited to talk about it. I want to take one little step back. Those three win teams, maybe the Bears, maybe Seattle. But real quick on your Niners, and this applies to this game, the rest of the NFC West, the arrow's going down a little bit. You know, the Rams have dropped two in a row, didn't look so great, just lost this one. Arizona just got blown out. When's Kyler and Hopkins coming back? And Seattle's, frankly, in trouble, even though I mentioned them just because they have Russell Wilson. So all of a sudden it's amazing you know start looking up in the in the division even let alone for the the wild card spots. I yeah mean, I it, don't know if it looked the West,
1: insurmountable but, for the 49ers for a while did. but they are only two back of the Rams in the loss column now. So yeah, and they played, played they played them again. They uh, played them again at the end of the season. So that that's not Done, done. You know, but crazier things have happened there. It's a long, seventeen-game season now. So this NFC race for especially those last two wild card spots, but uh, maybe even some other things potentially up for grabs here. And none of these teams are going to be out of it until very late in the season, too, because of this. Because of, and that's what the league wants, right? With those extra wild card spots.
0: Yeah, good point. Good point. I mean, it, uh, you know, week seventeen won't be or eighteen. I guess won't have a bunch of people resting guys. And you know, I mean, like it's going to be as many fan bases interested in it as long as possible. And I really like where Carolina sits now. I mean, five and five, not a bad place to be. And Newton's taking over, of course. Um, I have to think that there is an emotional element to adding Newton and invigorating that team. I mean, he is a massive energy provider everywhere he goes and, people often talk about his leadership and how well he communicates with people and that gets overlooked at times, but then there's more tangible things like that's a really good defense and Christian McCaffrey's back and he's really damn good, you know? So in Arizona, they're, they're down right now, you know, no Edmonds, no Hopkins, no Murray, Um, McCoy did very, very little in this game QBR of 4-5 Holy cow, I've never (laughs) seen that (laughs) 4.5 And then he he, he got hurt and he was out too So Arizona better figure things out Because the the big dogs in the NFC Aren't going to roll over
1: Well, the the good news for Arizona is they're going to get Their best receiver back And DeAndre Hobson is going to be back They're going to get their quarterback back And and they're being smart about it And I kind of like that Look, you lose a game to Carolina, whatever um, You are going to get your guy back. You're trying to win a Super Bowl. You're not trying to win week 10, right? So get Kyler Murray back. They're going to be fine. I think the Cardinals are, you know, you're not going to roll Chris Strevler out there and Colt McCoy out there every week, and then maybe a little smack in the face that they needed and be like, okay, yeah, we can't get beat if, if we're not on our A game in every week in the NFL. So that might be a good thing for the Arizona Cardinals. And you have to love what's happening with Carolina. You laid it out there. Christian McCaffrey, you get the best player in your offense back. Cam Newton, at least a, a short-term spark, we'll see. But just the fact that you're not throwing the ball to the other team three times a game has yeah. to help them out. And there's tons of weapons for for Cam Newton. Th- th- these are the best weapons he's had dating back to uh, Steve Smith, right? Yeah,
0: no doubt. I mean, it's a great point. I hadn't thought about his history, but no doubt. I don't know how quickly he'll get acclimated, but even if he's still swimming – He's gonna be. It's gonna be the best quarterback play they've had all year. Uh, that much I believe.
1: I totally agree, and it's the Carolina defense too. That, that right. goes unmentioned here with Shaq Thompson and uh, Hassan Reddick has just been awesome for them. Continuing his, by the way. Uh, one and a half sacks against his old team, the Cardinals, right who game, misused yeah. him to start his career. I know he's undersized for an edge player. Oh. They tried to make him a full-time off-ball linebacker. That was never his thing. He was an edge guy, and so I love seeing a multiple defense seeing him used as more of a stand-up pass rusher because that's what Hassan Reddick is in the last couple of years. He has absolutely proved that, even though he had a slow start to the beginning of his career, and obviously the couple of first or a couple of early picks last year on the defensive line at Brian Burns, and um, you know he's got that ankle injury, but it's. Um, this is a really good football team and they've got a lot of bullets here and uh, they went out and got a couple of cornerbacks after their first round pick got injured. So uh, th- this is a good football team that's going to be reckoned with and the Panthers are going to be in it as long as their quarterback play is good.
0: Yeah. I really like their chances of getting the postseason now. Um, my last little nuggets. I mean, now they're loaded at corner. You got chin and, and Shaq Thompson in the middle of the field is like safety linebacker athlete with size Uh, No one ever talks about Brown, the first-round pick from last year, because he's not real flashy, but he makes a lot of those guys' lives a lot easier – and you mentioned Burns. I mean, I think Burns may win a defensive MVP someday in his career.
1: He's awesome. Year. He doesn't get a lot of yeah. credit around the league. He's really good. Yet Gross Matos was their second round pick after Brown last year, and he's sort of a bigger defensive end type that you can move around a lot. And he's, you know, not as flashy as well with a ton of sacks. But then when you get the speed of Hassan Reddick mixed in there with Brian Burns, then you right. have the size of the other guys. It's just a really complete unit there on the defensive side, you know, and 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 getting better and better, it seems like.
0: Yeah, they really build it in
1: like 365 days. Oh, it's you know, like, crazy. Yeah. And, yeah. dude, I I love that. If, if you have a young quarterback, draft a bunch of receivers and offensive linemen. If you need help on defense, draft eight defensive players. I, I have no yeah, problem with any of them that. Hit. Don't don't screw around. Don't draft, for, like, don't draft for need necessarily. Draft the best players to fix a stinking unit and get better where you need to get better.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Packers have done this over the years. There's a lot of examples. But right. It never breaks my heart when they're like, my biggest needs corner. I'm going to draft three of them.
1: Okay. Right. Yeah. And it's rarely the first player that's the best one when they do that. Often. Yeah. Yeah. How about the Minnesota Vikings who took care of business against the Los Angeles Chargers? The Vikings now four and five, a 27 20 win over the Chargers. Kirk Cousins. Uh, I, Vikings fans pulling their hair out because they don't know what to expect from this team. We don't either. We thought we knew that you could expect them to lose a close game, but no, it was the Chargers losing close games. Questions about that Chargers defense, but Kirk Cousins putting together a pretty darn good season statistically, even though most Vikings fans kind of want to run him out of town. It's it's really an interesting dynamic there. And uh, oh yeah, Justin Jefferson, 143 yards, nine catches in this game for Kirk Cousins in that Vikings offense.
0: Yeah, and well played game by the Vikes big win, they're four and five. they're still in it. I would probably bet on the Panthers over the Vikes if, if, if you know if you told me one of those teams is going to the postseason. Um, but cousins is a professional quarterback. I thought Dalvin Cook would run for 194 yards against this bad run defense, but you know, they changed how they played a little bit and you know put more people in the box, made him beat him over the top. And you mentioned Justin Jefferson. He was probably the most impressive receiver uh, of the weekend. And uh, come to think of it, you know, Ryan and I did our dynasty uh, rookie receiver or our dynasty wide receiver ranks. He was number one. I mean, if you had have one receiver going forward, we had Jefferson just edging out Chase and A.J. Brown and Metcalf and Lamb. They were our top five. But we agreed on Jefferson as number one spectacular player. Um, I've really started to dig into the Chargers because that's the Steelers next opponent. Their time of I them mean, they've lost three out of four, and there's a couple trends as they're not going deep, and it's really been since Mike Williams' injury. I mean, he used to be a deep threat and a Michael Thomas like guy. Now they're just stinking and dunking to him since he hurt his knee over the so in the last four weeks has not had that kind of big play element. Herbert's A dot has drastically dropped. And they're getting killed in time of possession week after week for L.A. And it's it's a tough recipe for where they're at right now.
1: I want to put this question out to you now, and we're going to answer it maybe tomorrow or on another episode. I want to give you some time to think about this, and to the listeners out there as well, at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL. Of those teams now, Vikings, Panthers, 49ers especially that we just talked about, but you got the Saints who are in the sixth seed at 5-4, and four, trying to figure out what to do at quarterback, the Atlanta Falcons at 4-5, and five, who we talked about yesterday, got blown out by the Cowboys. Saints, Panthers, Vikings, 49ers, Falcons. Who would you bet on right now for those last two playoff spots in the NFC? And you could even throw in some of the three-win hmm. teams, too. But
0: Yeah, um, I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah, so
1: think about that. You don't have to answer it now. Well, we'll answer that on tomorrow's. Peacock and Williamson NFL okay. show. The rest of today, we will cover the rest of those later Sunday games we have not hit yet. We got Ingalls, Broncos, Seahawks, Packers, whew, and Chiefs yeah. Raiders coming up. Hey NFL fans, I want to let you know about an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about Get Upside. I downloaded this app. I use it. I was blown away how easy it is. You open up the app, you find where the gas is cheap, where you can get the most cash back. And you fill up there and get up to 25 cents back for every single gallon of gas every time you fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get an extra bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. So if you're keeping track, that means up to 50 cents cash back on your first tank. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code Touchdown to get up to fifty cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people drive a ton or making as much as two, three hundred dollars a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time, withdraw straight to your bank account, PayPal, an e-gift card, whatever. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code Touchdown. Packers Seahawks 17 nothing obviously there was weather involved two injured well one injured quarterback Aaron Rodgers his own thing played a big part in this one in Green Bay Matt but the eight and two Packers blanked the Russell Wilson Seahawks Seahawks in trouble at three and six now that was with Aaron Rodgers not playing well, throwing a bad pick to Jamal Adams in the interception. Good play by Adams on the play, but just a prayer shot and something you don't see from Aaron Rodgers being loose with the football and turning it over like that. I mean, it was a 29 QBR for Aaron Rodgers versus a 13 QBR and two picks for Russell Wilson. You don't expect bad quarterback play from those two quarterbacks, but that's what it was in this game. And it was 3 nothing going into the fourth quarter.
0: I mentioned how Lions-Steelers was about as hard a game to watch as there is in the league. This was a close second this past week, and you wouldn't think that with the – you know, it wasn't Goff versus Rudolph. It was two Hall of Famers going at it. Wilson didn't look like he should have been out there, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. he threw a lot of bad balls. I'm sure the weather also helped. Uh, Rodgers didn't really look like himself. But as the Packers and Rodgers have done, what, eight out of ten times this year – They just figure out a way to win, and it's not always beautiful and doesn't always blow you away from a fantasy perspective or whatever. Um, Jones got hurt in this one, but Dylan's taking over. I mean, Dylan is a a huge fantasy asset now with Jones out for a couple weeks. But even before, as the weather's turning, don't forget they used a pretty high pick on this guy. He's really making an impact. And I never want to count the Seahawks out, but they're – in a bad place and I think they're in a bad place organizationally I mean the age of their coach the the lack of hitting on early picks like I could see Wilson gets traded let's you know go with a new coach bring in a bunch of new picks blow this thing up I mean there's not a great foundation to me in Seattle
1: coach of the year type stuff for Matt LaFleur he's got to be in that conversation and look the Packers still could get Jair Alexander, Zedaria Smith back on that defense, you know? So, like, things are looking up for the Packers. You come out of this game like, okay, good. Win a game at home. Find a way to win, even though things aren't perfect. You're right, and it's a good I think it's a good style of game for someone like AJ Dillon. You know, use those big yeah. legs and power into the end zone, you know, 3.1 yards per carry. It's okay on 21 carries in this style of a football game. So, you know, um, that's a really nice one too for the Packers and for AJ Dillon to prove that he's going to be valuable there as the running back, even if he has to be the number one for a while and bad vibes for the Seahawks, DK Metcalf, the frustration getting kicked out of the game late didn't really yeah. Im- impact yeah. the game at all. Cause it was so late when that happened. um, and after the game geno smith had this cryptic tweet that said something and he deleted it it was something like hold on i think i've got it saved here it was um you know something it, here it was it was i want to vent but i know it ain't safe and hmm. and then he deleted it the fact that he deleted it he's not venting about a loss he's venting that maybe he should have been the guy playing quarterback that's the way i read that and maybe he's not wrong with an, an saying, injured yeah. russell wilson for how bad he played
0: Right. Right. I mean, I know Russ has car blanche and, you know, if he says he's ready, you, you put him out there and you're trying to save your season. But my hunch is the docs were like, this guy really doesn't have Wolverine healing powers and probably should not be out there. <laughs> yeah. um, another game, though, where time of possession was almost double for Green Bay, you know, like uh, pa- Packers D played really well in this game, held them to only 3.5 yards per play. That's a very low number. <laughs> Uh, it's easy to overlook the Packers defense and they don't have all their bullets yet. It's a much improved unit.
1: So two more of those teams that we mentioned earlier, 500 or better coming into the week that got beat by a ton of points. One of those was Eagles Broncos, the other Chiefs Raiders. Let's go to this Eagles Broncos game really quick and showing some signs of life there were those Philadelphia Eagles. And by the way, speaking of those young wide receivers, your dynasty wide receiver rankings i I've always loved Devonte Smith he has actually overtaken Waddle and Jamar Chase as the highest graded rookie wide receiver, according to pro football focus, really starting to string together some games, a couple of touchdown catches in this game. I love what I'm seeing from Devonte Smith. I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles have enough to be serious contenders, but this was a nice little showing by them on the road in Denver.
0: Yeah. Smith was my vote to be that 10th spot that I talked about earlier in the podcast for dynasty receivers. Um, I had doubts you know I know you liked him more than I did come in the league and I think I'm wrong. I had doubts about Philly's coaching staff I've had doubts about Jalen hurts and I don't know that they're gonna they're set at those spots for years and years to come but right. they're all getting better and they're figuring out their football team and they're figuring out their situation and I've referenced this with a couple of young quarterback coaching staff combinations the Jets the jags some other ones out there that you know uh, the first half of the year you really didn't know what you were doing you know I mean you know, it's, it's a tough <laughs> job and now you got to be settled in in those spots and understand how to win with this team I'm really intrigued when Miles Sanders comes back will they feature him a little bit more I mean they had three runners including Hertz that had 53 yards or more that's how it's been every week I mean I keep thinking what if Sanders was in there would be even better they got a guy in Smith for sure. Goddard, I think, got a concussion this one, but he's playing really well as, as well. I picked Denver to win and felt pretty confident about it, and I was really
1: wrong. It's tough for fantasy with Devontae Smith and, and Dallas Goddard because they're good players, but there's just not the volume in that passing game. So if you looked ahead into the future, maybe it's a different – I don't know about coaching staff, but even a different quarterback, more efficiency, higher volume in the passing game. You could see how that would those guys could go nuts, especially Devontae Smith from a fantasy yeah. perspective. But what's – you mentioned Miles Sanders. I don't I, – I don't know. It's like maybe why mess with it? Just as we expected, you know the the Jordan Howard, Boston Scott backfield, the six point nine and seven point four yards per gar- per carry respectively for those two guys. I I don't even know. They don't they even
0: mean. use Gainwell.
1: It's crazy. Yeah, and, and yeah. you thought Gainwell would be the one that would benefit from no Miles Sanders, and that's not the case at all.
0: No, no, it's a they've always. I mean, say what you want about the Eagles, but they've always stressed linemen, and you know they've. That, that offensive line, when healthy, they've been so crushed with injuries the last couple of years. It's still a really good unit. Like, did they need Landon Dickerson? They just add him to the mix. And they found a guy in Mulata, you know, that they manufactured in the late round. So, uh, that, I think that has a lot to do with mm-hmm. it, is it's The line's healthy, and that's a cornerstone of that team. And I think that gets forgotten sometimes.
1: Absolutely. Teddy Bridgewater he was a problem yeah. in this game. His stat line doesn't look that bad. It's 22 of 36, 226 yards, no interceptions, but he threw some interceptable passes. It felt like he checked out in the second half mentally. And there was the I think it's unacceptable. Look, you're a quarterback, you don't want your quarterback to get hurt. But the pick-six by it is a great oh, yeah. great play and great run back by Darius Slay, but Get in the guy's way. Roll up into a ball on the ground. Make him jump over you. Do something. He he just let, better. <laughs> he just yeah he just let him go score a touchdown the other way. Yeah, I mean that's really that's unacceptable. He's got to get killed in the in the in the quarterback room and in, in the meeting room by his head coach and by just it was just unacceptable effort. And he checked out after that, and he threw almost threw a, a terrible interception just on a check down to a running back. I think on the very next play coming back after that. I mean, I've liked Teddy Bridgewater and defended him a lot, but you're you're really starting to see why. Even though it hasn't looked terrible for him, and he beat out Locke for that job, you're starting to see why the Panthers last year thought, and and teams before that, just like, okay, he's he's you know he's Teddy, but we want more than this, and you can really see why right now.
0: Now, I think he's a really good backup, and. It's not to that point of the season, but it wouldn't shock me if Locke starts the last month of the season just to see what he could do or something like that, that play on the interception. If you're Brady or Rogers, okay, you're Teddy Bridgewater, you know, like nothing is guaranteed. You're not, you know, moonwalking into the hall of fame. And I know his stats don't look terrible, but he had a long catch and run to Albert O that was over 60 yards that Really wasn't a great quarterback play. That just one of those fluky break a tackle, take to the house. I mean, his tape was really rough. I mean, he did not play well. Yet another game where time of possession was like ten minutes different. You know, I mean, you're seeing these trends.
1: It's tough for the Broncos too. They're the 12 seed at five and five, and I, I can't see them jumping over the Browns and the Colts no. and the Bengals and the Raiders. And those aren't even teams that are in the playoff conversation I don't know yet there's their chargers the and the patriots and the yeah. Steelers. like that's just too many teams and i can't see the broncos beating out almost any of those teams let alone all of them to get in the playoffs
0: one week ago i was flabbergasted by the impressive performance by the broncos but i even thought at the time that was an aberration for denver and dallas and you know i mean you mentioned all those afc teams i would put a chip down that they're going to be fourth in the west when it's all said and done and be pretty confident about it
1: Speaking of the West, Chiefs Raiders, 41-14 Kansas City on the road in Las Vegas at 6-4. and four. Now the Chiefs are in first place in the AFC West. And I got a suspicion, Matt, that they're not going to give that back. Was this just inevitable that the Chiefs were going to figure some things out and go win that division and be the Chiefs that we expected them to be coming into the year?
0: I think inevitable is the right word. And I think that answer is yes. I'm interested to see... Here's here's my only reservation. I was very impressed with their willingness to run it and dump it and throw Edwards Hilaire back in the mix and maybe do more of that going forward with a little bit more dynamic player. No offense to Williams, who's solid. Mahomes was not playing hero ball time and time again. But the Raiders are pretty much the only team in the league that plays that base cover three Seattle type of defense anymore. And not only is it outdated and people know how to attack it, but that's exactly what everyone was not doing against the chiefs all this time when the chiefs are tr- were struggling. So I think the Raiders are in a bad place, kind of the no fault of their own with rugs and Gruden. And now they've lost two in a row and that just wears on you. And, you know, is their coach, a steadying force that's been there, done it as a head coach? Probably not. And yes, the Chiefs are inevitable and are figuring it out. But I also think they got the Raiders and their scheme at the perfect time.
1: They did. Yeah, they absolutely did. And if five and four, the Raiders are still in a good spot. But I, I think you can start to kiss the AFC West goodbye. And I mentioned all those teams. There's There's a lot of teams battling for those playoff spots. And any week, one of them can look great. And any week, one of those teams can look bad. And this week, it was the Raiders and. Browns that look terrible right and so yeah. you just never know week to week what these teams are going to look like and I think that's the way it's going to be for the Raiders the rest of the way and by the way where was Deshaun Jackson going on oh, should so have been weird. probably a touchdown reception in that game looked like a Madden glitch yeah
0: right yeah. I mean like it's like when you gave the ball to Bo Jackson and Tecmo Bowl and he would just run up backwards and forwards yeah. and you know like they're will you uh, was it Jim Marshall went and ran the wrong way after picking up a fumble? Like, exactly. It, it, Jim like Marshall was, was the GPS play I was
1: thinking of. Like, he got turned around. He's like, wait, which way is the end zone? Oh, it's over there. Oh, right. shoot.
0: And then I forgot to hold on to the ball after that. You know, so, Ugh. yeah, that was bizarre. I mean, I-, I give the Chiefs credit, though. I mean, they won the turnover battle and they won the time in possession battle by about 10. Like, that's not what they've been doing. So I'm very open to the idea. All right, here's a, here's a quick yes no question. The Chiefs going to the Super Bowl.
1: I wouldn't bet against it.
0: I know. If you had first pick in the AFC of who's going to go to the Super Bowl, Ugh. I think I'd take the Chiefs.
1: They might be the best odds that you're going to get in Vegas right now. Although that might have that ship might have sailed last week is probably when you should have bet on that for the Chiefs yeah. to go to the Super Bowl. And represent the AFC, uh, but they're they're certainly among those teams, and if they went in a tournament and beat the Titans, and beat the Bills, um, and beat the Ravens, I don't think anybody would be shocked by that. I certainly wouldn't no. be. I don't know if I'd pick Nobody them as my play, number one but- yet, but... A couple more performances like this, you start seeing Patrick Mahomes throwing for 400 yards and five touchdowns. Then you're just like, oh yeah. And and really, it's the defensive side of the ball too that um, you know made some big plays, yeah. and, and that's that's got to be part of it for the Chiefs, absolutely.
0: Oh, I remember these guys. Right. Damn, I don't want to play against them. Yeah,
1: I'd, I, it would have been nice to play play them in the first half of the year, much more than the second half for sure.
0: Yes. Breaking news: It's not that big, but you can play the sounder anyways. Lev Bell, released.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I thought that was noteworthy. He's coming. Um, He has not looked good, really, since Pittsburgh, but did not with Baltimore. He looks skinny to me, too. Maybe it's the number he's wearing now, too. But um, I guess that's good news for Devontae Freeman, and I assume Murray's coming back. Yeah, I think
1: that must mean Murray's coming back, and yeah, Freeman's kind of won that job, right?
0: I think, yeah. I mean, if you have to start one fantasy back, I think it's Freeman.
1: Absolutely. Okay, good stuff, Matt, at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL. Get your questions in for tomorrow. We'll talk rookie quarterbacks. We will talk uh, NFC picks for those wild card spots and your questions. A lot of interesting teams. We haven't booked a guest yet this week. Let us know who we should talk to, which host on the Yeah, throw us a recommendation. Which team do we want to talk to on either Wednesday or Thursday? And Matt and I will be back tomorrow right here, Peacock and Williamson.